This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi na'hamaduh wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruh wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihi allahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiya lah وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه ومختاره من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الله به الغمة وتركها على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فاللهم صل وسلم وبارك وزد وأنعم وتحنن وتكرم وترحم على سيدنا ونبينا محمد يقول رب العزة والجلال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون All gratitude belongs to Allah We thank him, we seek his help, we seek his forgiveness Whoever Allah guides, none can lead astray Whoever is led astray because of their own intentions, none can guide back but Allah. I testify that there is none worthy of my worship, my sacrifice, my life or my death, save Allah. And that Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, is his last and his final messenger. Allah reminds us in the Quran, believers, be conscious of Allah as he deserves and do not die except upon submission to him. Today is one of the greatest days in the history of humanity. One of the greatest days since Allah created this earth. It is a day that all of us, many of us celebrate by fasting. And that the people before us used to celebrate by fasting. As the Prophet ﷺ is narrated to have said, Musnad Baqi ibn Makhlad, the day of Ashura, this day, the 10th of Muharram, was fasted by all the prophets before you. قَدْ صَامَهُ الْأَنْبِيَاءُ فَصُومُهُ All the prophets before us fasted this day, so you fast this day as well. But what happened? There are so many days that people commemorate and celebrate these days. From Father's Day to Mother's Day to Vegetarian Day, the list is endless. But the days worth celebrating worth fasting and remembering for us as Muslims. This is one of those days. What makes this day special? That the Prophet ﷺ, when he came to Medina, he found that the Jews would be fasting on this day. And they said that this is the day that Allah saved Musa, the Prophet Moses, Musa ﷺ from Fir'aun. Moses was saved from the Pharaoh. And so they would fast in order to thank Allah for this day. And so the Prophet said, We are closer to Moses than you. So we will fast this day and a day after it or a day before it. What is it about the story of Musa that makes it the most frequently repeated story in the Holy Quran? Even the name of the Prophet Muhammad was mentioned less than the name of the Prophet Musa in the Quran. 
How many times and how many different ways from how many different angles his story was taken and was narrated and told to us in the Quran. In the brief minutes that we have, I just want to share three key lessons that we should remember on this day and we should share with our neighbors, with our children, and with our families. The first, Musa alayhi salam, this great prophet of Allah, he does not grow up in a life of luxury. He does not grow up in a life of ease. His journey starts as a baby being thrown into a river, being picked up by somebody and being put in the palace of a tyrant, the greatest tyrant of his times. He grows up witnessing his people, Banu Israel, being subjected to oppression every single day. This was his life. The greatest of people were shaped by difficulty and hardship, not by ease. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was to give anybody ease and luxury, he should have given it to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right? Then why is it that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he grew up as an orphan, passed from his, grand, from his mother to his grandparents, from his grandparents to his uncle, looking after sheep in the wilderness of Mecca. Why did he grow up with this difficult life? Because the difficult life is what breeds the leaders. Difficulty is what breeds the heroes. Difficulty is what breeds the prophets. As the Prophet ﷺ informed us. When Allah loves somebody, He puts them through tests because it refines them. It shapes them. And the Prophet ﷺ says the people with the worst of tests then the best of people get the hardest of tests. And this is, some, this is the first part of the lesson of Musa salam. We have a lot of ease, a lot of luxury, a lot of things that are easy for us that were hard for our parents and our grandparents. And we get spoilt because of this. But something that Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu used to say, tell the Sahaba, Ikhshawshinu, roughen yourselves up, pull up your sleeves, work hard, face difficulty, because this is what shapes the greatest of people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, we will definitely test them with the loss of family, loved ones, food, wealth, everything. But congratulate the people who can be patient through these difficulties. Those people who when they come across those challenges, they say, They say, we belong to Allah. He can do whatever He wants to us. And whatever we are patient with, we will see our reward when we go back to Him in the afterlife. This as Allah gives us fitna, He gives us tests in this life and trials, it is really for our betterment. 
If you want the purest of gold, the purest of silver, you have to put it in 1000 degrees Celsius of burning heat to remove all of the dirt, all of the filth, all of the impurities. When you're washing dishes, if you have hot water, the dirt and the leftovers will clean off the dish much quicker. This is the idea. Is the more difficulty we go through, the more we are shaped, the more we are shined, the more we are refined until the day we meet Allah. The second lesson we have to take from the life of Musa salam. Musa salam is one man against an army. One man against the most powerful man that ever existed in that time. Today when we look at the Muslim world, so many of us come from countries where Muslims are weak, Muslims are oppressed, and we hope and we pray to Allah and we wonder when is this oppression going to lift. Musa some story is exactly this story. The story of the oppressed group of believers who was saved by Allah. As Allah says in the Quran. وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلًا عَمَّا يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ don't think just because it's taking a long time, don't think Allah does not know what's happening to the Muslims that are being oppressed by their oppressors. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just delaying their punishment until the day in which the eyeballs will tremble in their heads. Allah has sunan. He has ways in which he runs this earth. For centuries, sometimes Muslims are oppressed and then for centuries, they are the leaders and they are the supreme. This is the sunnah of Allah. And when we are on the bottom of the pile, we have to, see, we have to show patience to Allah. And when we are on the top, it's a completely different test. The test of luxury and power is a different test. We have to show Allah, we still fear Him. This is the exact test Allah puts Banu Israel through. For centuries, they are oppressed in Egypt. And then they become the leaders and Allah sees what do they do with their leadership. This is the test of Allah. In this entire test, the people, Banu Israel, became impatient. We want change now. We hear this call in so many corners of the earth. We want change to happen right now, yesterday. We are the generation of fast food. We are the generation of instant coffee. We are the generation of five second videos. We want everything now and we want it yesterday. And when Banu Israel complained to Musa Musa Before you came, we were suffering. Now you came, we're still suffering. Where is the change? We want something to happen. Musa alayhi salam responds. قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اسْتَعِينُوا بِاللَّهِ وَاصْبِرُوا My people, seek Allah's help and be patient. Wait. إِنَّ الْأَرْضَ لِلَّهِ يُورِثُهَا مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ This land is Allah's. And he gives the power to who he wants. Right now, Allah wants you to be the weak group. Be patient until it's your turn. Wait. Don't think because Allah isn't helping me, that Allah is powerless. No. 
It's a question of timing. It's a question of when. And it is a question of the most wise. He knows the right time to give the blessing and he knows the right time to take the blessing away. Patience. The third and last lesson to learn from the life of Musa alayhi salam. And perhaps the lesson we see throughout his life. In every moment of the life of Musa alayhi salam. Is that he trusted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the outcome of everything would be in the hands of Allah. And this trust, it carried him from his birth to his death. Imagine. Musa alayhi salam and his people. As they stand in front of the sea. Behind them, the army of the Pharaoh. Clouds of sand the size of mountains. Hundreds of thousands of soldiers marching towards them. And they stand between an army and the deep ocean. Nowhere to look. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. They are completely helpless in this moment. And the people standing behind Musa alayhi salam, they give up. قَالُوا إِنَّا لَمُدْرَكُونَ Oh Musa, we are finished. This is what they say. This is the test. When all the odds are stacked up against you. And there is no way to turn. You are stuck in the corner. There is no one to help you. You are helpless. You are powerless. This is the moment in which our connection with Allah is tested. Musa alayhi salam has no army, no weapons, no help, nothing. He has a stick in his hand. What benefit is that going to give him? It is at this moment that Musa alayhi salam declares to his people, No, you are all wrong. Every single one of you is wrong. We are not lost. We should not give up. We are not alone. My Lord is with me. Inna ma'iya rabbi. He never abandoned me when I was in the river of Egypt. He never abandoned me in the palace of Fir'aun. He never abandoned me when I was in Madian far from my family. He never abandoned me. This whole journey, Allah did not leave me. You think he's going to leave me now? Inna ma'iya rabbi, Allah is with me. Sayahdeen, he's going to show me the way. He brought me all this way to the cusp of this ocean. You think he's not going to get me past this ocean? This trust in Allah, this trust in Allah is the superpower, the battery, the fuel of every Muslim. To trust I have put in the effort, I have put in the hard work, and even if the whole world stands against me, Allah is with me. This is what got Musa across the sea. This is what allowed him, if he relied on his own powers, on his own tools, all he has is a stick, it can do nothing. But when he relied upon Allah, and he called out to Allah, this stick could split the sea into two. When we rely just on what is within our hands, we become powerless. But when we put it in the hands of Allah, we have to realize He is the all-powerful. Allah says in the Quran, If you're going to trust someone, trust the one who's never going to let you down. 
He is alive and he never dies. You know, when you put your trust sometimes in a travel agency, I want them to book my tickets for my flight. Next week, they stop replying to your messages. They let you down. You ask somebody, can you watch my car? I'm going on holiday. Watch my house. The next week, your house gets burgled. They weren't paying attention. We so often put our trust in the hands of people, in the hands of processes, of companies, and we leave it to them, not knowing every single one of them can let us down. But there is one whom if we put our trust in his hands, he can never let us down. This is how the prophets were. They had nobody, but they had Allah. And if they had everything, but they don't have Allah, then they have nothing. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help that we need. 17 times a day we say, Iyaka nasta'een. Oh Allah, we ask for your help. But so often we feel we are independent. We like to be independent. I make my own money, I do my own jobs, I DIY, I don't need anybody's help. I'm, I'm my own man. That's how we like to feel, we like to think, like to operate. The greatest of Allah's slaves is the one who knows he needs Allah more than he needs anything else. The one who breaks down in front of Allah in the most helpless of manners. As Allah says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhan nasu antumul fuqara'u ilallah. O people, you are needy in front of Allah. Wallahu huwal ghaniyul hamid. But Allah, he has no need and he has all the wealth, all the power, all the ability and he is the most praiseworthy. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فيفوز المستغفر الحمد لله على إنعامه والشكر له لتفضله وامتنانه وسبحان الله والحمد لله تعظيما لشأنه وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين From the greatest lessons from the life of Musa عليه السلام we said the first is his patience in times of difficulty. And the second, his patience when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help did not come in the time his people expected. His trust in Allah, the third, his tawakkul, his trust and his utmost trust and his neediness in front of Allah. In every stage of the life of Musa alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam is talking to Allah. He's making dua. When he leaves Egypt, when he becomes wanted, blacklisted, and he's running away from Egypt, he says, Oh Allah, please save me from these oppressive people. When he reaches Madian, this, this land, he has no idea, no family, no connections, and he lands there. رَبِّ إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ Oh Allah, I am in need of anything you give me. Every moment of his life, Musa السلام, is talking to Allah. Whether he's in the, in the river, whether he's in the front of the ocean, whether he's in front of Fir'aun, whether he's in Madian, whether he's in Egypt, he's talking to Allah. The greatest expression of our trust in Allah is how often do we converse? How often do we talk to him? Any relationship, 
whether it's a father and son, mother and daughter, two friends, the quality of the relationship is known on one thing. How often do you communicate? Sometimes you call an old friend. Oh, I miss you. Well, if you miss me, why didn't you call me more often? You call your parent. Oh, I've been missing. Well, if you miss me, why didn't you speak to me more often? People know. If you don't talk to me often enough, do you really care? Do you really miss me? Do you really love me? What about our Lord? To speak to Allah, you don't need to speak to Him in a specific language. You don't need to speak to Allah in Arabic. You can speak to Him in any language. To speak to Allah, you don't need a specific time, place, setting, wudu. You don't need anything. You just need to speak to Him. Addu'a huwa al-ibadah, as the Prophet ﷺ tells us. What helped Musa salam in every moment of his life was the secret conversations, the whispers that he would make to his creator. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who follow the story, the lessons, and the life of Musa alayhi salam. Who thank him for his savior, for his power, for his help on this day where he saved Musa from Fir'aun. Allahumma ghfir lil muslimina wal muslimat, al mu'minina wal mu'minat, al ahya'i minhum wal amwat. إنك يا ربنا سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم انصر المسلمين المستضعفين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم كن معهم إنك أنت القوي العزيز اللهم ارحم والدينا كما ربيانا صغارا اللهم إنك أنت الجبار القهار سميع الدعاء عالم الغيب والشهادة تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أن واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عن سيئها إلا أنت اللهم آمين يا رب العالمين وقوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org